What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are back with our third episode of our NBA predictions, and we're here to give you our NBA award predictions. We'll be giving you our MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, and Coach of the Year. So, Andrew, let's jump right into it, starting with your MVP. Yeah, and my MVP for this upcoming season is Luka Doncic, and I expect him to improve a lot. I know he's kind of the heavy favorite going into the season to be the MVP, but think about it. He's 21 years old, and last season he was dropping 29 points per game, nine and a half rebounds, and nine assists. How crazy is that? At 21 years old, he was doing that. I can't imagine what he'll be doing this year. He'll improve immensely over his career. And next season, I can expect him to average a 30-point triple-double because he's on track to do that, especially after such a good year last year. There's no doubt in my mind Luka Doncic will win MVP, and he will solidify himself, I think, as a top-five player in the NBA after this season. You know, Andrew, I'm going to go a different route. I've seen just about everyone go with the same three or four players, LeBron, Giannis, Luka Doncic, or Kevin Durant. And I just think someone else is going to win it. And at this point, I think Damian Lillard is one of the most still disrespected players in all of the NBA. And I think this is the year where he finally has his 30-point-plus per game, 10 assists, three, four rebound season. And as you heard before, I had the Portland Trailblazers finishing fifth, which is much higher than their expectations. So I think that will be one of the key reasons that Damian Lillard wins the MVP. And Andrew, moving on now to our second prediction, who do you have winning rookie of the year? Yeah, and winning rookie of the year for me, is the number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. And people were disrespecting him because they say he doesn't really pay attention to the game. He doesn't have a true passion for the game. But I'm I'm here to say otherwise because I'm watching him play in the preseason. He looks very focused when he's out on the court. And also, he plays with extreme intensity. He's very intense when he plays, which is good because that means he's very attentive when he's playing. And Anthony Edwards, I think, is the best player in this class of rookies and that he should have been the number one pick. And that's why he was because he's a very, very good player. And Anthony Edwards is a much better scorer than I think people give him credit for. And especially a much better defender. I was watching him lock up Luka Doncic in the preseason. And that's just part of his intensity that he plays with when he plays with that type of intensity He can be as good of a defensive player, I think, in the NBA as he wants to be. And, of course, we know he's just a natural scorer, very good attacker. Anthony Edwards is the real deal. And although people are giving him a lot of hate up till the draft, I think people have to start giving him a little more love because this kid can be a serious star in the NBA. And I have him winning Rookie of the Year. You know, Andrew, I probably would have him winning Rookie of the Year, but I don't think he's going to get the opportunity of the guy that I have. And that's Isaac Okoro. I mean – there's a good chance that Anthony Edwards is going to come off the bench. Whereas for Isaac Okoro, he's going to start, he's going to have a very big role. And you saw in the Cavaliers preseason games that he was one of the best players on the floor, regardless of who they were playing. He was just blocking up people on the defensive end. And he really showed his ability to get to the hole off the dribble. And I think his shooting is underrated. 
Obviously, we know he's a very good defender. So I think he'll be a, a huge part of this Cavaliers team. And that, you can't say that about many rookies. So I think he'll end up being the rookie of the year. But Andrew, moving on now to our third topic, or our third prediction, excuse me. Who do you have winning sixth man of the year? Yeah, and winning sixth man of the year for me, I have to say, I don't think this guy should be coming off the bench for this specific team that he's on. But as of right now, it's looking like it. So winning sixth man of the year for me is Danilo, I believe, Gallinari. I apologize if I'm butchering his first name. And he averaged 19 points on the OKC Thunder last year. And having him come off the bench for the Atlanta Hawks, who he uh, signed with this offseason, it's a little shocking for me, but it seems as if he is uh, coming off the bench for them in favor of DeAndre Hunter starting. So this one was pretty easy for me because I believe he should be in the starting lineup for his team. So coming off the bench, it's really clear for me. He's probably going to average close to 17 points off the bench, I I imagine. And I think he's going to get a lot more playing time, even if he comes off the bench than people would think. This guy's the real deal. I think he, if he was starting, he could be averaging close to 20 points or even more. He's a very underrated player. And with him coming off the bench, this makes it clear for me. Sixth man of the year, Danilo Gallinari. Adrian, I'm going to go a bit of a different route than you. And I don't think it's a very obvious choice, but I have Tyler Hero winning this. I mean, he showed it in the bubble. He was arguably one of the best players on the entire Heat team. And that Heat team obviously took the Lakers to six games in the finals. I think he's destined to have a big year. He'll still come off the bench, most likely, considering that they're going to start Duncan Robinson. And he's going to be that leader of the second unit. He's very underrated as a playmaker. And he's going to play a little bit of point guard is what I saw him playing in the preseason because Jimmy Butler didn't play. Kendrick Nunn didn't play. Gordon Drogic didn't play. So I think it's I think he's underrated as a ball handler and a playmaker. Obviously, we know he can shoot. I think he's going to improve significantly on the defensive end. There's a lot of guys you could go with along with Delino Gallinari and Tyler Hero. But I think that Tyler Hero is my choice for sixth man of the year. But Andrew, moving on to our fourth topic, who do you have winning most improved player? Yeah, and most improved player for me for this upcoming season is Mikal Bridges, Bridges, excuse me, of the Phoenix Suns. He only averaged about nine points last season, but I expect that to change. I, I think his role will be increased this year because tore, down the stretch last season, he was playing very, very well and getting a lot of playing time. And I expect that to carry over into this season. And although he only averaged nine points last year, I believe he will start averaging probably close to 16 points this year. I expect him to make a huge leap and he will become, I think one of the better two-way players in the NBA. He reminds me kind of of a Kawhi Leonard in his early uh, stages in his career, because I think Mikel Bridges is one of the most underrated defenders in the NBA. And he is really good length. He's about six foot six. So Mikel Bridges, I think one of the most underrated two-way players. And I think he's going to show that this year, because I think he's going to start averaging, although he averaged nine points last year, I think he'll start averaging close to 16, 17 points this year, make a huge leap. And that's why I think this Suns team can be really good because Mikel Bridges will start playing up to his potential. I think Mikel Bridges wins most improved player of the year this year in the NBA. Andrew, I don't know about that. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, 
Kawhi Leonard, even in the early stages of his career, Kawhi Leonard won finals MVP in what is third or fourth season in the NBA, I believe. I, I don't know if you can say that Mikel Bridges, especially considering the difference of their games, Mikel Bridges is more of a three-point specialist considerably. I mean, you can put the ball on the floor, but I think Kawhi Leonard's more of a playmaker and a significantly better defender when they were the same age. Henry, all I have to say is Mikel Bridges reminds me of a lot of Kawhi Leonard and their kind of play style on the defensive end because Mikel Bridges, I think, is one of the better defenders in the NBA from the small forwards, shooting guard position, whatever uh, the Phoenix Suns tend to play him at. But Mikel Bridges, I think, could be one of the better defenders in the NBA, and I expect him to take this leap going to this upcoming season. And I know this is kind of a hot take since Mikel Bridges hasn't been all that reliable for the Phoenix Suns, but I really expect him to improve as a player and take that next leap to average that 17 points per game and possibly average one and a half, two steals a game. I expect him to be a really good defender and improve a lot from last year to this year. And that's why I expect him to be most improved player of the year. I know this is kind of a bold take, but yes, I do have Mikel Bridges winning most improved player of the year. And although they aren't exactly similar, I see some similar uh, qualities between the two players in Mikel Bridges and Kawhi Leonard in terms of their defense and their two-way playmaking. I think Mikel Bridges is a much better playmaker than you give him credit for. He can definitely put the ball on the floor and drive it if he needs to. And also, I do think he's a little better three-point shooter than Kawhi Leonard. So I don't know if they're exactly the same. I can't say their comparison strikes as very very similar because they are different players but I think there are some similarities within their game and I think Mikel Bridges will be the most improved player in this upcoming season and I know that's a bold prediction but I believe he'll start uh, playing much better than he did last year and get an increased role. Andrew I think you're completely wrong and here's why I mean Mikel Bridges is on the Suns I mean obviously everyone knows that the Suns this offseason brought in Chris Paul a guy that they want to have the ball most of the time. They want the ball in Devin Booker and Chris Paul's hands, meaning less touches for Mikel Bridges, leaving him less open opportunities to create for himself because he's going to be more of a spot-up three-point shooter because he's not the star of the team and he's not a guy who's going to go put the ball on the floor. Whereas the guy I have winning sixth man of the year, Michael Porter Jr., they took – they. They got rid of guys to allow more opportunities for Michael Porter Jr. The Nuggets have expressed that they want to give Michael Porter Jr. more of a chance to shine. He's most likely going to be either the sixth man or he's going to start at that small forward or power forward position. So I really think that Michael Porter Jr. is set up to have the most opportunity to become the sixth man of the year, Andrew. Yeah, but you mentioned they brought in Chris Paul, the Suns, but... Last time I checked, Chris Paul is one of the best distributing point guards in the NBA. Chris Paul will get Mikel Bridges open looks. Mikel Bridges, I expect, will be taking more shots because that's what a veteran point guard in Chris Paul will want the young star, I think, Mikel Bridges to do. I know he's not exactly a star, but I think he can definitely be one. And with Chris Paul being the guy running at the point, I think Mikel Bridges will get more open looks, therefore leading to more points scored. And also, I expect him to improve immensely on the defensive end. With all that being said, I think it adds up for a legitimate shot for Mikal Bridges to be most improved player of the year. 
Andrew, although he's a passing point guard, he's still going to have the ball in his hand significantly more than the point guard who I don't even, Ricky Rubio had. Chris Paul is going to have the ball in his hands looking to score more than Ricky Rubio was. Ricky Rubio was more about getting opportunities for everyone else. That's all he was about. Obviously, he would score if he's open, but he was there to facilitate, get other guys open shots. And with Chris Paul, you still have the threat of him scoring, and he's going to take his shots. Mikal Bridges is only destined to take less shots. I do think he'll be more efficient. I completely agree. I think he'll be one of the more improved players. But for him to be the most improved player, I I don't know. That's kind of a stretch. But for our final topic today, Andrew, I think we both do have the same coach of the year. So I'll just reveal it. I'll let you talk about it after, obviously. I have Mike Malone. I have the Denver Nuggets as the number two seed. So I think that makes complete sense considering they how well they played in the bubble. And continuing on into this season, I think Mike Malone is destined to win coach of the year because of all the improvements that the Nuggets have made over the past kind of six to eight months. Yeah, and you saw last uh, season in the bubble and during the playoffs, Mike Malone was by far the best coach in the bubble. He brought his team back from two 3-1 deficits in playoff series. That's incredible. Mike Malone is an awesome coach. He's very, very good. I think the most underrated coach in the NBA. He doesn't get enough credit. I don't think he's appreciated as much as he should be. He uh, brought in a lot of guys to that organization through the draft. He's been nailing the draft. I know you have to give the GM credit too, but he also has some say in who they're bringing in, who he likes out of the draft class. And the Denver Nuggets whole organization in general has just been killing it in terms of Uh, draft picks and signing guys. And Mike Malone has just been doing everything he can on the court to make sure these guys are playing at their full potential. And he's been doing that. All their young players has been playing amazing. What he's been doing with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic has been amazing. Mike Malone, I think you could say is the best coach in the NBA. And that's why I think he'll be coach of the year because I think the Nuggets will take a huge leap in performance uh, adding on to their great performances in the bubble and the playoffs. And I think they'll take that right into this season. And I have them also being a top three seed in the stacked Western conference. So Mike Malone, I agree with you coach of the year. Yeah, Andrew. And with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the last take sports podcast.